Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season one, episode nine. Today we have a special guest. We have Jasmine Chanel Johnson. She's an entrepreneur and a host of Mom to Mogul podcast. As a personal brand coach, she teaches women how to start online businesses so they can replace their income, leave their nine to five, and return home to their kids. She has helped more than 100 women brand themselves online and launch their businesses. When she is not working on branding projects, Jasmine inspires millennial moms to have it all by sharing her life on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. She's a wife, mom of three, with more than 1.5 million views on TikTok and 350,000 views on her YouTube channel. On her platform, she highlights what what it takes to be a boss in her business and at home. Jasmine was recognized by the Black Pages South as a top 20 under 40 award recipient and entrepreneur on the rise by the Chamber of Commerce and one of Jacksonville's People on the Move. She has also been featured on various TV shows, podcasts, and events, and also here on the Coins and Connections podcast for our accountability partner episode. So welcome back, Jasmine. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get you back on the podcast because our last episode was amazing. We got a lot of feedback. We got people getting accountability partners and just leveling up in their business. So I'm excited to see what you have been up to lately. But it's time for our rapid fire questions of the day. Our rapid fire questions. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, and you just tell me whatever um, comes to your mind first. You ready? Yep. All right. So if you could choose only one place to go on vacation for the rest of your life, where would it be and why? Oh, wow. So it will definitely be Dubai because that's the best vacation I've ever had. When we went for our honeymoon, people just treat you differently there. So definitely mm-hmm. Dubai. Okay. Okay. So if you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be and why? Uh, I'm going to go with strawberry just because that's the only one I like. Okay. What's the weirdest pregnancy craving you are having? Oh, wow. So I, this pregnancy, have been craving Pop-Tarts with ice cream. It tastes like a good old-fashioned cobbler ice cream when I put them together. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to try that because I just talked about <laughs> Pop-Tarts last night with my husband because I saw a commercial and I was like, I don't know when is the last time I've had a Pop-Tart. Girl, so, you know, <laughs> we might have to experiment with that one. What was your favorite class in high school? Oh, my favorite class has always been English because I just love using words to like connect or tell stories. Yeah, I love English, too. Uh, I think my English teacher um, from seventh grade was the one who got me into writing because she mm-hmm. was just so animated, but, like, alive. And I, English teachers are important. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are they very are. important. They shape um, your future in many ways. So Definitely. I agree on that one. 
what's something you believed earlier in your career but think about differently now? The biggest thing would have to be, I thought, like, long as you can hustle hard enough, then you can get anything you want. So I just thought hustle is what takes you there. And now, now kind of being in my business for now over six years, I realized that it takes strategy. Um, there's some things you can't hustle your way through. There's other things, you know, you got to stop and take a time to actually learn. And so hustle can only take you so far and you actually get much better results from taking time to um, focus and get clarity on the small things you need to do on a daily basis. Okay. So this last question um, is a fun one. Uh, if you could take an animal from the zoo and have it as a pet, which animal would you take? Oh, I would take a giraffe because I just oh. really, <laughs> I don't know where I would put it. <laughs> okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic of the podcast, and we're going to talk all about your business. So one of the first questions I want to ask you is, how did you come up with your business name? So my business name is the J. Chanel Group LLC, and basically what I did is shorten my first name and my middle name to make it sound fancy, um, and really just use that to set the foundation, because I knew, even in the beginning when I first started, I knew this would eventually grow, um, so I wanted to have group at the end of that as I LLC my business, um, just to really prepare it for whatever I decided to do next, so that's the main way I kind of picked the name. Okay, and then how did you come up with Mom to Mogul? So Mom to Mogul is actually random, kind of burst out of just my day-to-day -day interactions um, mm -hmm. with family members and friends. Um, I would always say that I saw myself as a mogul a long time ago. And then once I became a mom, it's like it kind of just got bigger and bigger. Like, oh, okay, you need to be a mom and a mogul. <laughs> and so uh, after playing around with the phrases a little bit and rebranding in the last year and a half, um, that's where Mom to Mogul came from. All right. So tell me about your business. Like, tell me when did you start and how long have you been interested in branding and helping moms in business? So I started officially, well, unofficially in 2013. <laughs> so no LLC, no website, just telling people to pay me um, to build their websites or help with their social media. And then officially LLC back in 2018 when I went full time. And I really just fell in love with branding in college, just working through my degree in public relations. I fell in love with the fact that you can take any message and use it to persuade or use it to inspire um, or use it to sell. And so those skills that I learned in college, I was kind of testing them out in internships and things like that. And so once I graduated, I'm like, oh, let me pick this back up again because the career that I was in, I wasn't using my, my branding degree right out of the grade. So um, I picked it back up again when I got pregnant with my son as a way to just bring in extra income as a side hustle. And luckily that I did because little did I 
know while being pregnant with him, I would have the urge to quit this job that I was working. And so by building the business on the side, allowed me that cushion to home, be home with him for those first two years, eventually return back to corporate and then now go back into full-time entrepreneurship as of 2018. Um, I really enjoy branding and helping people with branding because I feel like it can be used in any industry for any individual with the right strategies. Okay. So what is one thing that you wish you knew before you started your business? And did you encounter a lot of obstacles as you were going through like the creative process? The biggest thing I wish I knew is that um is lonely. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that because I am an introvert and you know, I don't need a lot of interaction with people. I it was still lonely navigating, like having questions that there was nobody in my direct circle could answer. Um, you know, having to reach out to mentors, but a lot of them didn't own their own business. So it was a lot of times the biggest obstacle I came against was not having somebody directly very close to me where I can reach out and ask a question. Um right then. A lot of the people in my family are entrepreneurs, but many of them were side hustlers. So mm-hmm. it wasn't their full time gig. And so also trying to figure out how to balance that with mother was a big obstacle up front because I didn't want to give the business so much attention that I was missing out on time with the family but when you're building it kind of is that way like your business is similar to another baby and so it needs that attention that love that time that sacrifice um and so that was the biggest thing just really not having direct network or connection to people to be able to ask those questions and then kind of trying to figure out how to balance this with motherhood and family life yeah, when you said it's lonely, I felt that so deep, <laughs> so deep down in my shirt. Like, I don't, and people think we are in isolation now. Like, being in business for yourself is a whole nother level of isolation. So, um, but now it's like, you know, we keep saying we got to balance it. And now what what are we doing? We are, are running our businesses, running our homes full time. Right. My kids aren't going anywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, our spouses are on different schedules. So mm-hmm. we are definitely like in the thick of figuring out, figuring it out again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I want to switch gears real quick because I am super proud of you for all of your success on TikTok. So I just wanted to know how has your business changed since going viral on TikTok? So that was crazy and completely by accident. I was actually, I kept seeing the app and I kept downloading it and deleting it off my phone and downloading it. And then I'm like, I want to see if I can do the same thing on TikTok that I did on YouTube, that I did on Facebook, that I did on Instagram. I want to see if these same branding principles apply. And so I just started kind of playing around on TikTok and then. And within the first two weeks, I was like, okay, I got a couple thousand followers. Okay, okay, this is cool. And then when the video went viral, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. People are actually paying attention. And all the content I produce over there is like for fun. I wasn't trying to be specifically strategic when I first started. I just was, you know, using it as another creative outlet that didn't have the pressure of Instagram and Facebook. And so once those videos went viral, I think for me, it kind of confirmed that, okay, you do have this branding knowledge. You are able to apply it to any different platform. Um, Now let's see how we can package this and make this a part of your business as well, because your girl is not trying to miss out on any opportunities. (laughs) And so I wanted to make sure 
I capitalized on that time and I was able to um, do that by using TikTok as another way to attract leads to my business. Okay. So I know you have a TikTok masterclass, but I wanted to see if you could share like four quick tips for anyone who may be new to the platform. So the biggest thing about TikTok, I think people are first overwhelmed when they first get over there because it's not intuitive like Instagram or Facebook. It's not like you open the app and instantly know what to do. There's definitely a learning curve Mm -hmm. on TikTok. So take that into consideration. Don't feel like when you open it, you should know what to do because that was frustrating for me at first. It was like, wait a minute. I know how to work my phone. I know how to record videos. Why is this not working? Um, So it's not intuitive. Um, the second thing is the three C's framework that I use within my TikTok masterclass is really to help you use TikTok to attract leads. Again, a lot of people are over there creating fun content, but you really can leverage it for your business if you're thinking strategically. And so the first th- um, C in that three C formula is confidence. You have to be confident in the content that you're putting out on TikTok, confident in the message that you have and confident in that audience that you're targeting on TikTok so that you can really have your content and resonate with them. Um, once you're pretty confident in, you know, who you're targeting, what type of videos you're going to create, the next thing is that you want to make sure that the content that you're creating is going to stick. And so you want to make sure that people laugh or are inspired or want to know more about you based on that one little small glimpse of piece of content that they give you. And then the third C is consistency. You want to make sure there's a consistency in the amount of times that you're posting and the type of content that you're posting and that you're consistently engaging with people um, to ensure that they understand what your message is and how they can work with you. And so the cool thing about TikTok is that, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's not the pressure of Instagram to look perfect and your makeup to be perfect. There's not that pressure of, you know, all your family and friends and coworkers watching you like it is on Facebook. So it's really a place where you can be creative, but you want to make sure you have those things in place, that confidence, that captivating content and that consistency. Okay, man, if y'all didn't take notes just now, (laughs) you are missing out. And um, can you just I know we're going to talk about all your your links, but quickly just tell them where they can access the TikTok masterclass. Yeah, so if you go to jasminechanel.com backslash shop, you can see the TikTok for Business Masterclass. And Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E-C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E.com. I want to know if you can remember <laughs> what were you doing at 21? <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> okay. uh, what's funny is, like, I've always been like this. And this is the part, like, when it comes to purpose, you can't run away from it. At 21, I was actually on my college campus vlogging. Um, mm-hmm. This was before I was putting it on YouTube or anything. So I was creating content even back then, recording my roommates, recording my friend, uh, recording my boyfriend, now husband. Um, I was involved on campus helping with, like, planning events and marketing events on social media. And so I've always been um, a big fan of social media and really just documenting everyday moments and turning them into content that allows people to connect. Okay. You was on the move for real. Let me see, I'm trying to think. I'm like, damn, what was I doing at 21? Because, I, like, I was in the military, so mm-hmm. I know I was doing all the things that you were supposed to do at 21 before 21, child. Let's not even go into that. Um, 
what is the most important thing that you've learned in your life thus far and what was it like after learning it? The biggest thing that I've learned is that you have to choose you above everything else and business and motherhood and marriage and life. Um, you really have to take a step back and get clear around what it is that you truly desire, what it is that you want. I think I spent the first look, the first half of my 30 years of life. <laughs> I think I spent a ton of that first half of life just really um, living up to other people's expectations or operating how society will tell me to operate or putting other people's needs ahead of my own and now being on the other side of it, realizing that you cannot fill other people up. You cannot really truly operate in your fullest potential until you choose you, whether that looks like self-care, whether that looks like going after that goal or vision you've had for a while or whether that looks like telling people no and having boundaries I think it's so important as women especially for us to recognize that like we can't save everybody um and the biggest thing is first first focusing on putting on our own oxygen mask and then helping our neighbor um, <laughs> and really focusing our on ourselves first and I think we've been taught incorrectly that that's wrong and that that's selfish and how dare you choose you uh, people yeah. make, make you feel guilty for doing that but um, I think for me especially in the last two to three years and as I add more kids I realize that choosing me is so very important because I can't continue to pour from an empty cup at all at all that is one of the biggest things that I think people should take away especially when you're feeling um like you feel like you're drowning. It's it's a I can't even describe the feeling, but you will feel like you are drowning and everything um that you're doing it, it you know, like the pieces doesn't they don't fit to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um and then also the whole self care thing, you know, everyone's self care looks different. And mm -hmm. it can look different for me and it could look different from you, but it's so funny that a lot of people always tell us, Oh, you know, you need to do self care. But then when we choose what our self care looks like, then sometimes you have blowback of like, Well, why you wanna go do that? And you're like, Hold up, this is my right. self care. <laughs> so a self care is going out on the you know, with my friends, then that's my self care. You know, you know I don't do it all the time, but mm -hmm. I just you know, as mom we need girl time like we need time to talk trash with our our other married friends and our other mom yeah. friends and just vent and sometimes we don't even need them to respond we just need them to listen um to just you know get that out and, and move on to the next problem because look it never stops that was <laughs> the next problem <laughs> yeah so I want to ask you, what does a typical day in your life look like? But since we all kind of quarantined and we yeah. don't know when this thing going to end, I don't know <laughs> if you want to tell us what it looked like before shelter in place <laughs> or um, what it looks like now. Yeah, it actually didn't change that much for me um, with shelter in place since I was already working from home, since I was already a stay-at-home mom. Um, the biggest thing is, like, I don't have to go to the grocery store and I don't have to do school pickup anymore. Um, but really, my days start off with me just trying to, again, have that self-care, inserting that self-care at the first half of the day. So I do, like, a morning routine with, like, my prayer, worship, meditation, visualization, and gratitude. Um, and then once that happens, it's usually... Usually, like the day is like the um, time clock starts and it's time to like go. Um, so my daughter wakes up, I you know get her breakfast and things like that. Now us being home during 
this um, shelter in place. Of course, my son is home. My husband is home. So they're all looking for breakfast, whereas me and my daughter would just eat yogurt and Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like cooking every day now, uh, having a good breakfast. And then I really don't put that pressure on myself to get into my business until around 11 or 12. And so when yeah. I first started, I was putting a lot of pressure, like your work day needs to start at 9 a.m. and end at 5 with no interruptions. And I'm like, that's not realistic for my life, especially with this one year old at home. And so my business day doesn't really start until 11 or 12. Um, I'm collecting and posting things on social media throughout that time. I'm connecting with clients. Um, I tend to take um, client calls only two days a week and the really cool thing is that like I leave myself that flexibility for okay my daughter didn't sleep through the night let me take a nap or I leave that flexibility as like oh she's not cooperating today no big deal I created this business for you know the option to have the flexibility to step away from work if I need to pick it back up at three in the morning if I need to um, so that's how my typical day looks is just babies and business and branding um, over and over again throughout the day with the occasional cooking a meal in between there yeah so before like everything I used to be like what am I going to cook for dinner but Mm -hmm. I swear my creativity for meals have like skyrocketed um my husband can cook too and I love Mm -hmm. that but um it's just like I'm just thinking of meals out of nowhere (laughs) but in like a regular day when I have time to plan I'm always like I don't even know what to cook but it's like now I'm like all right yeah we're gonna have this 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 (laughs) (laughs) and you know breakfast I'm like okay at this point we got like 80 boxes of cereal (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is now everybody expects a hot breakfast and it's like wait a minute now when y'all was rushing out for work and school y'all getting yogurt and calling it a day yeah everybody's sitting still and like they got more time to think about it when they wake up like "Mm, bacon sounds good pancakes sound good sausage and eggs I want to ask a few business questions, um, more so, more so about um, how's your business flowing, and then maybe some things about family and business. But what platform do you feel like you receive the most engagement from? Uh, I would definitely say Instagram, and mm-hmm. I'm active on my Instagram stories pretty much every day. Uh, throughout different times of day and so that tends to be the biggest place where I'm able to build trust with my audience um, and actually convert people at a high rate so typically on Instagram a lot of my customers come from my Instagram stories and end Mm -hmm. up as clients okay so what profession other than your own would you like to attempt so like something that you haven't done already but what is one thing that you would probably attempt so I would actually not mind being a talk show host. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, if I I really wanted to go into news when I first got my degree, um, but reporting on sad news was just not my thing. So I think yeah. a talk show host <laughs> gives you that entertainment slash news vibe without like all the bad news in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I would enjoy that. Okay, I can see you doing that too. Cause, <laughs> you know, you get them lashes on, right? And you get up there. I I could definitely see you doing it. So, um, I know you said a lot of your family members are entrepreneurs. Um, but do you have any family members or friends that don't understand what you're doing for a living? Um, and do you explain to even bother? Um, uh, do you bother to explain it to them anymore? 
<laughs> when I first started, especially when I first started vlogging, nobody understood. They were like, mm. why are you recording the cookout? Why do you have this camera in the delivery room when you're giving birth to these babies? <laughs> like, what is, like, everybody was confused. What about your privacy? All these different things. Now they have a better understanding of it just because yeah. times have kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time explaining it to my friends at first, but now a couple of them have gone through some of my programs and services, so they have a better understanding of exactly what it is that I do. Yeah. Um but a lot of people just really think I just play around on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> oh, oh Jack, we're just on our phone all day. Yeah, they just <laughs> I scroll all day, and and that's it. They're still trying to figure out how I make money from this. Yeah. Wow. So like, you just you just it's like a slot machine at the casino. Right. <laughs> you just pull it, and it's like if you get three in a row, you made money today. Exactly. <laughs> So, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, dead or alive. Okay, Jada Pinkett would definitely be number one. Just okay. because I admire her, the way she balances. I really admire, like, her choosing her career, choosing kids all at the same time. So, Jada Pinkett would be one. The next would probably be uh, Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, just because I think there's something pure about, like, people in that time, in the early Mm -hmm. 1900s, who are building businesses to have this clear understanding of, okay, if I solve a problem for people, if I put my mindset in this place, like, just for them having that, you know, the idea or the intellect at that time to be able to put that to practice. And here we are with all the technology advances, all the resources in the world, and people still don't get it. And, <laughs> I was into the head of people like that from those 1900s when there wasn't anything but people who built those million-dollar, you know, corporations. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm such a nerd for this, the third one would be Bob Proctor, another person who is, you know, really big in the personal development world and he's been pretty big since the like 40s and 50s I believe and so really just those people around mindset Jada Pinkett for the balancing motherhood and you know being true to yourself advice uh, Napoleon Hill and Bob Proctor for that mindset advice okay I love that that was some interesting choices <laughs> so it would be mean, a weird conversation <laughs> it w- but I feel like it would be so enlightening like you would probably walk away with so many gems and That's things true. that, you know, you could frame your life, you know, life around after, like, you would probably sure. walk away, like, I can't even talk about this conversation, because it was just that the energy was on 1000. <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone um, who is just getting started, um, trying to start their brand or their business? Yeah, the best advice I would say is like, um, coming right out of the gate, you really need to know what problem you're solving for people. So a lot of times people start businesses just because someone said, oh, you're good at doing hair. You should do hair. Or, oh, you're good at baking cakes. You should start a bakery. And that's not always the case. Just because you have a specific gift or talent in one area does not necessarily mean that's what your business needs to be built on. You really need to figure out what problem you're solving for people, um, who you're solving the problem for, and how I get that, you know, solution to them by way of your branding and marketing. And so once you're clear about 
those things, it's much easier to do the messaging, to know where to focus your marketing efforts. But a lot of people come out the gate and don't know what problem they're solving. They don't know who they're talking to in their messaging. So that's why it comes off as if they're all over the place. Wow. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) People don't (laughs) stop. They don't, I don't think they fully research either. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, I got an idea. Let's go. And right. then they skip step one through ten, and then they get thirty days in. They're like, "I'm not making any sales." Well, exactly. you know, you didn't take the time to develop a, a actual plan. You didn't ask the questions. Does someone even need what I'm trying to offer? Exactly. And I did. Like I said this on Facebook. Um, I know a lot of people are are talking about. I asked, "Did people have savings accounts, or you know, have money saved up before?" Uh, this whole thing started and then I also let people know that people are still spending money yeah so, um a girl said something on her Instagram and she was just like what do you have that's essential because I'm sitting here looking at Master P like homeboy got all the cleaner products he got Clorox he got ramen <laughs> noodles and hand sanitizer mm-hmm. their website is sold out this is a black owned business and it's not only a black owned business it's a black owned family business because he got his kids you know in it and I'm just like wow and she asked the question what can you sell that's essential and I was just like girl I could pull out this sewing machine (laughs) and then I did and I I sold over basically at this point over 100 masks in like two days so This is the type of things that people need to think about. A lot of people are shifting and pivoting in their business because of what's going on. More people are doing virtual hangouts, virtual meetings. The kids are learning online. Um, More people who haven't been going live are going live. We got club quarantine. We didn't have concerts. Like the world is shifting right in front of our faces. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people have had to close their businesses. AMC is like, we might not recover from this. Yeah. Especially once people I, realize they've been doing all this streaming. They're like, I don't even need to go to the movies yeah, anymore. Like, they have they have an app. I keep getting the emails, but they might never recover. Like, what is that? Cheesecake Factory, like, oh, we can't pay our rent. What? Mm. Like, a lot of stores, a lot of restaurants have had to set up to be you know, take out only. So there's no one sitting there. But like I did, we did take out, we know, we took out some seafood for a whole lot of money. <laughs> but, you know, it was worth it. It was really good. But it's like, wow, this is the time to really decide and see if what you're offering can withstand the time. Because yeah. this is truly like the testing, the testing phase. So if you can launch a business and make money in this, in this time, I say you have a business that is able to be sustained and that will grow (laughs) more people are showing up. This is the time (laughs) where um, I saw a quote that was saying millionaires are built in recessions because Mm -hmm. it opens up the playing field for those of us who have small businesses or those of us, you know, who are in industries that were kind of invisible because of larger corporations. And so when those larger corporations are taking a downfall and they have to file bankruptcy and regroup, as long as you're prepared, ready to fill in, stand in the gap and offer your solution to consumers, then there's an opportunity to do that. Yeah. 
man i'm excited what is going to happen on the other side yes (laughs) because if i'm feeling it and and like in just a couple of days at whoo in a few months man we might be millionaires this year exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) so where do you see yourself in about let's say five five to ten years what is jasmine chanel up to yeah, I really want this business to be self-sustainable by that time so I could really focus on speaking. So my ultimate goal is really to focus on conferences and events and speaking and then like working with people one-on-one at a very high level, like $20,000 to get on a phone call. That kind of <laughs> um, So I want to build the business where it's sustainable on its own without me operating in the day-to-day operations. So similar to like a Dave Ramsey, how he turned one little sub area that he taught on into books into events into a podcast um and it kind of all runs itself and he just gets to be the face of it and you know mm-hmm. he does podcasts or whatever um but that is my ultimate goal for it to be its own like almost media network of the things that I want people to know and understand about yeah. balancing motherhood entrepreneurship and like building a brand so that means the book will be coming right Oh, girl, yes, someday, someday, it's on the list for the next five to ten years. Pressure on. Right. Look, if I could just stop having these kids for a little bit, this would be the last one. And then I can but work look, on. let me tell you, I bet you that book is written in those journals. Right. I know. Because <laughs> look, yeah, most of the time, that's that's what happens. We have already written our stories, and we just gotta. Yeah. Sometimes filter back through our posts, um, our notes in our phone, our journals, and it's already written. We just got to kind of put it in order and, and launch it. So, um, that's so that's just a little tea for y'all. <laughs> uh, I want to know, can you recommend a book, um, an interview, or a person that has helped you on your journey? Uh, the best book I've read is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, I think is the author's name. And it really just talks about self-sabotage. And so mm. I did not realize that I was sabotaging myself as my business got more successful. And so once I stepped into full-time entrepreneurship in 2018 and started experiencing some success, it was like, wait a minute, this is my full-time gig now. This is not just a side hustle. So this success is not a fluke. It's literally like, oh, your strategies are working. Um, And so it sounds crazy to say, but I'm like, well, what if they want their money back? Or what if this doesn't work? And it was like, it was working. I was making money. Like, why am I? But I was (laughs) sabotaging that you know, second guessing it because I had been taught in corporate, this is the only amount that you're worth. And so once my business started passing that each month, it was like, well, who am I to make this amount of money? I don't know if I should do this. (laughs) So that was the biggest thing. So that book really helped me understand and be able to recognize when I was sabotaging myself, when I was letting self-doubt or fear get in the way of what I could actually be achieving. Yeah. When you said self-sabotage, I'm like yeah. I was like, oh, that sound like me. And <laughs> and like my me and my therapist talk, you know, talk about it because sometimes we have this this thing where there's been people who have done things to us, so we're always kind of trying to prove mm-hmm. um, that we can do it or, or that we are this caliber of a person. So then, when one thing happens to us that we go on defense, it's like we're on defense for everything that had happened to us and it could be years and years of stuff so 
we like go on defense for everything that mm-hmm. has been done to us. So it's never really personal. Um, it's it's more, you know, of a, a deep rooted thing that we still have not completely worked through. But I I feel that when you say like, is this success? It's like we're we're questioning. Is this real? Like, did I right? Did I do this? So much money? <laughs> like, yes. yo, they're really spending their money with me, and it's like, yeah, girl, you the bomb. So I'm right. like, you know, I, I really appreciate when we are online and we're hyping each other up, like you know, snatch them coins, like. I just I, I love that because like you said, this this thing is lonely and yeah. I truly just appreciate you for um being my accountability partner because trust and believe we have done some amazing things yeah. in the last couple of months and I was like it'll be a year that we like soon, like in a what by what October maybe yeah um, that we can say like we've been on this journey keeping each other accountable and uh, just like making money and leveling up and like if there's a little piece of knowledge that you know you don't hesitate to tell me our sermon and you know vice versa so I yeah. truly appreciate that y'all can't have my accountability right. so don't stop <laughs> in our DMs <laughs> Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beat your ass sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> me too, just because like some people don't have this level of hustle, so people reach out to me all the time about accountability. Yeah. I think uh, specifically for when we started, I think we both was like, I see you, like hustle working out. Yeah. <laughs> How can I help you get more money? How can you help me get more money? And so. Um, I think it has worked well in that way that, you know, we're not slacking on one side or we're not afraid to call each other out like, hey, girl, remember when you said you was going to do this? What is it? I ain't seen no lunch. Love that. Love that. You got, when you say accountability, you got yes. to, you got to mean that. Like, it can't be like, oh, yeah, girl, I see you. It's not, no, not, no, like, listen, I'm, I'm going to need you to stop you playing said. small. <laughs> This segment is called Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. We are going to get into our last segment, and it's the Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. So I know that you are a full-on mom and mogul on your Instagram stories. We are always um, finding out new information about the kids, uh, about (laughs) your growing family, the belly bump updates. Um, so I want to know how are you currently handling this sleep regression <laughs> and um, how are you dealing with it knowing that you are expecting your third child soon? Yes, send help, y'all. Send all prayers. <laughs> my daughter can go back to sleep. So she did not sleep through the night for a whole year. And then this year, I made it my mission for 2020. I'm like, I'm getting this baby sleep trained. There's another infant going to be in here soon. Um, and then daylight savings times hit. And this girl wakes up at 3.15, 4.15, and 6.15 every night, sometimes earlier. And so, really, I am not dealing with it. I am trying my best. <laughs> The flexibility of my business does help. So, like, even today, last night, she was up until around 3.30. I woke up for this interview around 8. (laughs) And when we're done, I'm going to go back and take a nap. So, really just giving myself the grace and the flexibility around, like, okay, you built this business to work for you. Um, So, I don't have any other calls or anything today. So, I'm just going to let my day 
kind of flow, take a nap when I need to. Um, that has been the biggest thing. But yeah, I've never experienced sleep regression with my son. So mm-hmm. she's going for a loop. I every- told you the Aquarius is something right. different. <laughs> we we talked offline of, and I told her I was like, you know, my daughter is an Aquarius as well, and I remember around that age, she I don't know, Cara doesn't cry a lot, but Shirai yeah. used to just cry and it was nothing wrong she wrong. was just like wine 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 all through the night and I feel and I know and like so when you say it I know your pain because I was there yeah. and she and my cousin I was staying with my cousin at one point and she was like what are you doing to her I was like nothing she just right she just won't do anything <laughs> like even her dad tries to help and she doesn't like it's just that she don't want to go to sleep. It's not anything wrong. Like we're, we're both and trying. Then, to and then when they up, they so cute. So it's like oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that's why she be on my Instagram stories at four in the morning because I'd be like, oh, you look so cute and precious. As I'm getting no sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are coming to the end of our interview, and I want you to just let everyone know where they can find you out here on these internet streets. So I am most active on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Jasmine Chanel. I'm vlogging daily in my Instagram stories and posting over there. I also answer any branding questions you have in my DMs. And then I also have a Facebook group that you can search on Facebook called Mom to Mogul Mastermind. It's a free accountability group where I give out, you know, branding tips, motherhood tips, just to provide that community of accountability for um, mompreneurs or people who desire to be entrepreneurs who are moms. Okay. Did you talk about Mom to Mogul? Are are you open right now? Or yeah? Oh, yeah. No point left behind. So Mom to Mogul is my six week um interactive course where I teach moms how to build, brand, and launch their online businesses so that they can replace their income and quit their nine to five in the next twelve to eighteen months. So I'm really excited about the group that I currently have in. Enrollment is always open. Um you can go to jasminechanel.com backslash mom the number two and the word mogul to learn more about the program but really it just helps moms really figure out how to structure their side hustle to bring in the max amount of income right now while they're currently working their corporate job so that once they're ready to make that leap they have not only the finances to do so but an actual strategy for their business to do so all right so this was a great interview i hope you guys um have been fed <laughs> no <laughs> and can take away some really good gems, especially to all the moms out there who may be struggling and to anyone who may be thinking about starting a business. Lots of information here. And to the people who are struggling in quarantine, making TikTok videos, (laughs) uh, use that for your business. (laughs) But again, thank you, Jasmine, for being here with me today for this interview. And until next time. Hey guys, today I'm here to talk about Printful. So Printful is an on-demand order fulfillment and warehousing service that fulfills and ships products, including clothing, accessories, and home and living items for online businesses. So if you've been following along on my YouTube channel or here on my podcast, you've heard me talk about print on demand and you heard me talk about Printful. 
I enjoy Printful and I call it my number one source for print on demand fulfillment and shipping. They're awesome with their customer service and I recommend them to anyone who wants to start shipping products with no startup costs. It's free to use and I love just getting my samples in the mail. I love seeing my customers super excited about the quality of their t-shirts and other items. So if you want to go ahead and join Printful, visit bit.ly backslash printfulcc to sign up. Thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to share and leave a review for this podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections.com. My websites are www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsandconnections.com. You can join my Facebook group at Books Plus Business with Cinquanta Cox Smith. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.